Welcome to the Shift Daily Podcast. I'm Shane Hewitt. It's a daily bite-sized morsel of our four-hour middle-of-the-night program. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. The Shift Daily Podcast starts right now. Um, it is Roadhammer's birthday. If you don't know Roadhammer on the show, contributes regularly, truck driver in Alberta. Uh, usually on the text message, you know, we love the phone calls. Some of you guys, I realize guys and gals are driving and it's loud in the background and sometimes you got to yell. But um, yeah. All right. So let's um, let's uh, let's pass on some of these birthday wishes, shall we? I would say. Yeah, they're just flooding in, which is uh, really, really awesome out there for uh, you folks out there that are uh, listeners and appreciators of the show and the people that contribute to it. So thank you. Well, the Shifthead family is uh, is a tight family, I would say. You shifty Shiftheads. <clears throat> we are we are the life of nighttime in Canada. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Best country in the world. I love this country, Canada. All right. Happy birthday to a fellow trucker from Old John, many miles on the road, now a city teamster film guy. We're all from the same cloth. Uh, set a few bourbons back, dude. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday. Uh, if Roadhammer is pulling an LCV, the last thing you want to see him is Jake from Trucker Dam. We don't call them wiggle wagons for nothing. I'm guessing <laughs> that's not. So that's a bad trucker thing. It looks like it. Um, happy birthday, Roadhammer from a trucker brother, Trucker Kevin. Um, happy birthday, Roadhammer from fellow trucker Aaron. Mm, what else we got here? We got a lot of horns honking, I imagine across the country uh what was the song that the birthday song matt there i was uh let me see you shake by the rock group blackstone cherry and doug says well that was unexpected uh, that'd be some heavy bass nice happy birthday road hammer i'm on my headphones this evening volume up <laughs> mind blown we also spoke about christmas and uh with santa with masks on and one texter unnamed says hey it's up to Coca-Cola to decide what the new Santa looks like. It's a very, very good point. <laughs> Actually, yeah. that's a very, very good point. Last Christmas of an orange Santa handing out coal, LOL. Your text messages are always welcome here. And road hammers, uh, don't get too hammered, road hammer. Catherine, happy birthday. Uh, road hammers response was awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everybody, for the birthday wishes. There you go. A bunch of shift heads you guys are. Love it. 877-399-9898. Your calls, your text messages, always welcome here on the show. If you have something on your mind that you want to talk about, we'll always try to fit that in if we can. We have Blaine Kylo coming up for you in a couple of minutes here. And we're going to find out what's going on in the new technological world. It's not on the docket for today, but uh, Apple's doing another big release thing. I think it's next week. So as opposed to the one big release day that they, the key, keynote speech that they've been doing, um, they're, they're going to do another one. Now the gossip is that it's nothing but like chips and stuff, nothing like super fun, but it'll make the, they're making their own chips for the computers now, as opposed to using Intel chips, it's supposed to make everything better, but it'll be conversation like that, that we get into, uh, with Blaine Kylo on the way. Should we do some Mario O'Kays in the meantime? What do you say? Uh, yeah, Let's you know, go. I've, I've checked my, uh, my pocket watch and I think it's about that time. All right. Are you Okay with coca-cola deciding what santa's gonna look like are you okay with ginger ale mm. 
Yes. Um, yes. I find it's the best thing for an upset tummy, uh, which tends to happen a lot in my life, uh, just in this line of work. And then um, it also goes very well with rye, of course. Yes. And I do. Rye and ginger. And I do. Um, if I ever uh, would choose a second career as a as a drag performer, I, uh, Ryan Ginger would be my name. Ryan Ginger. That was going to be that's that's the DJ name or your stripper name. Yes. Uh, as a drag performer. Drag performer, yes. or maybe it's a drag stripper. Never know. Um, <laughs> Ryan Ginger, um, which would be good because of your red hair, which is funny. Please welcome to the stage, Ryan Ginger. Ryan Ginger. Nice. Get out your loonies yes. and tunies. <laughs> ginger Welcome ale is day, my Ryan go-to. Ginger. ginger ale is my go-to pop if I do drink pop because I stopped drinking yeah. pop when I started trying to lose weight. Um, but it was my favorite before. It's just it's like the go-to. Like I, I don't go-to. think there's anything wrong with ginger ale. No, you know Something. what the best is? Agreed. Though? This is the Christmas thing. This is Christmas guy coming out here. Uh, cranberry with ginger ale. So good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the best. And they make the, they make their own ginger ale. Yeah, they make their own. It only comes out at certain times of the year. But yeah, you can just add your own cranberry to it. It's really, really good. I don't know if you heard that in the middle of all of that, um, but Jason's mom just walked in. We should get her on the show. <laughs> well, we already had uh, Jason's brother. Twin brother. Yeah, yeah that was she good. walked in and said, good night, Anak. Anak is son in uh, Tagalog or Filipino. Um, and she's like, good night, Anak, which she always does before she goes to sleep, which oh, is very sweet. Awesome. Uh, but sweet. when we're on live on national radio, I mean, I don't know how that came out, but... <laughs> Thanks, Mrs. Oh. Manawas. Thanks, Mrs. Manawas. Appreciate it. Mama Sunshine. Sparkle pants. All right. Are you okay with ginger ale? A BC man won a class action lawsuit against the makers of Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Now, we heard grumblings of this before, but this is the story from Global BC. BC man has won a class action lawsuit against the makers of Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Victor Cardoso alleged that the advertising slogan made from real ginger was misleading and the product contained no ginger. He was awarded $200,000, most of which will go to legal fees. Under the settlement agreement, the company is not required to change its labeling or advertising for products marketed in Canada. Was that it? That was it. All right, sorry. I thought there was another, <laughs> another piece coming there. Ten seconds um, to go, Shaner. I know I heard that, but I was looking. Um, I was looking at the list here. These this list. I don't know if you see what's happening on the text thing about ginger has exploded a conversation <laughs> about what Matt's stripper name should be. Drag name. I know, but oh, it's gone no. into stripper name. Because <laughs> you, you took it there. Well, I didn't. I was the... okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, victory says trucker Dan because uh, Manawas called it pop. Um, uh, his stage name should be Harry Ginger. <laughs> I like that. That's from Mark. See stage name. Okay, maybe not stripper name. Um, uh. <laughs> I think I was looking at the same one you were, and I was trying to figure well, it out. Oh man, here they come. They're just flooding in. I can't even keep up, you guys. So I have to sometimes proof, okay? Because if we just read them cold, um, I have to take a second. Uh, you can buy cranberry ginger year round in Edmonton. Get out of here. Really? Oh, that's so good. Um, Minute made fruit punch with ginger ale makes a good non alcoholic party punch. Thanks, Dwayne. Good. So, uh, this one, yeah, this I one's interesting too. I'm very okay with ginger ale. Uh, 
try the Colonel Williamsburg variety, Pure Heaven. Um, and then Matt's um, Ryan Ginger drag show. Ryan Ginger. I would kill to see Matt in drag. Hardcore drag queen fan here. From Sabrina. Sabrina Sparkle wow. Pants. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, a hardcore she's, she's... drag fan. Yeah, she's currently tuned in right now with her friend, uh, Marilyn. So they're like both listening to me. So I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Well, I would be more nervous about the fact that, you know, I want to hear these drag stories that you get involved in. This is good. Uh, hey, stage name Girth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more of uh, for a friend name for a different sort of entertainment. But hey. Yeah, different. Yeah, different entertainment. I'm yeah. telling you, man. That'd be good. Um, uh, this guy was mad. Texture says, and show, so he should file the lawsuit. They say it's made with real ginger. Well, I mean, hey, if it's not made with ginger, they shouldn't say it. But it is good, though. Oh, it doesn't I, stop me from buying it. Agreed, yeah. But it's delish, and it still settles the, the tum-tum. Yeah. Um, it does settle the tum-tum. Okay, well, you know what? I can't even filter through any more of those at the moment. There's just way too many. Thank you for all your text messages. Um, we'll try to catch up a little bit later. Are you okay? Are you okay with Darth Vader reading the Bible? Yes. He, I'm okay with him reading the phone book or just like my laundry list or my gro- like my grocery list or anything like that. Right. I agree. Jason? Uh, yeah, well, if he was preaching, it'd be a different story. But if he's just simply reading the Bible, reading Bible. I mean, I'd be... I'd be okay with it. Yeah, it sound, I think it would sound uh, really good. Really um, good. Okay. Uh, are you okay? Throwing Matt for a curveball here. Are you okay? Are you okay with Mufasa reading the Bible? <laughs> Mufasa? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's a clip yeah. of James Earl Jones, the voice actor for Mufasa and Darth Vader. A long list of movie credits. My God, I looked it up. It's pages long. This guy. Oh, anyway, he's amazing. Um, he's on Prey.com. He's reading. Uh, it's an app. Prey.com. He reads the Bible and James Earl Jones. So if you ever said if you never read the Bible and you ever wanted to do it one day, maybe that's the audio book that you should go for. Uh, catch a little listen here. In the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him, and said unto him, How long dost thou make us doubt? If thou be Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. <laughs> I could listen to that for hours. Like, I, although I'm surprised somebody hasn't taken that and like superimposed it into the Star Wars episode where um, he meets Luke and get a little vroom, 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 in the background with lightsabers. So awesome. So good. I like I love how he's reading like the old like the really old version of the Bible where it's like thou and uh they use words like that. I didn't know there much, was a new version that yeah. didn't. No, like no, like the newer versions don't really use that 
Really? They, they translated it so it's not really that um, that type of language. Yeah. Mm. Like the thou shall not like that that type of stuff. Yeah. So. so what does it say? It's like, sup, yo, Jesus in uh, the but, house. Oh, email. Sorry. Uh, but basically, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's more simplified. It's more simplified uh, than, uh, than saying thou or, oh, I can't even think of another word, but yeah. Well, you know, um, we, uh, we, uh, this is working from home friends. This is working from COVID Jason's mom, his email alarms going off here. My goodness. All right. Let's do one more here. Um, and this one, this one matters actually, no, let's do this one. Um, are you okay with victory, 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 victory? Uh, yeah. When it's absolute and when it counts. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, you know, who doesn't count the votes? Yeah, all right. Presidential spiritual advisor Paula White is currently earlier on leading an impassioned prayer service, praying for Trump's reelection, and it sounded like this: and strike 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 until you have victory for every enemy that is aligned against you. Let there be that we would strike the ground for you will give us victory, God. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting and singing. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory the lord says it is done the lord says it is done the lord says it is done for i hear victory 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 in the quarters of heaven in the quarters of heaven victory 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 for angels are being released right now angels are being dispatched right now okay anyway just in case you're wondering um, God is going to fix the vote. We're good. Um, um, just to, um, just to confirm, uh, not all Christians are like that. I hope that, uh, <laughs> no, everyone, not everyone doesn't get your, um, uh, uh, image of Christians that, um, we all do that, but no, it is not, not every Christian group is like that. So no, the best confirm, part about, but that was hilarious. The best part about that video is that. There was this guy, I think he was holding like a cloth and a Bible and sort of walking around. I think he was there to support yeah. like whatever, but it really just looked like he was a stagehand moving stuff. And he was walking, just randomly walking through the picture as, uh, as Paula was, was, um, uh, preaching, 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 boop, boop. victory, victory, victory. We could oh, remix man. that seriously. Oh, someone's and already on it. I'm sure. And turn it into one heck of a song. I mean, little oh, auto tune there. We could be Kanye got like sixty thousand votes. We could do this. Although it's funny because there was a video that was posted, which is I think illegal, of Kanye voting that he he voted his own. He recorded his own vote and said, "My first time voting." He wrote in his own name and voted, and he was running for president and he's never voted before. And because he did got so many votes that people wrote him in that he actually um, is saying that now we're looking forward to 2024. What have we created? <laughs> anyway, um, are you okay? There you go. Jason Manalis, uh, Sunshine Sparkle Pants, uh, is here on the radio. 
We're curious who's going to walk in the room next. We'll find out shortly. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. Now, it's not our normal time by any means. Uh, Mostly the election is the biggest reason why, but we still wanted to keep the conversation going like we always do with Dave Scott and Spaced Out Radio. He joins us now. Uh, For the first time, we're not simulcast just because of the nature of all the things that have been happening. Dave Scott, how are you? I am great, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I am doing really, really good. And I ended up being um, off last week. Um, I was uh, moving some tires and ended up wrenching my back. And I'm fine. I just couldn't um, I couldn't come on the radio with the pills I was taking. So I had asked you if we could talk about Skinwalker Ranch a couple of weeks ago. Would you be cool if we yeah. did that now? I would love to. Actually, I was all prepared last week, and then you had to go on the injured reserve and for a week, and I was a little disappointed, but that's okay. We all right, cool. That. I love it. Awesome. Thanks for doing that, Dave. So, Skin, uh, Dave, by the way, spacedoutradio.com is where you can uh, find out more about Dave. So, if you go looking around Utah, there's a place called Skinwalker Ranch, and that is has become a TV show now, a science research paranormal show. So I learned about Skinwalker from Dave and then saw the show and started watching the show. And you start to get a bit of the history of it. Have you seen some of the episodes of the show? Does it, does it seem authentic and, and true to the stories of Skinwalker? You know what? Everything that goes on TV obviously has a little bit of misconception and and television sensationalism. But in talking with the owner of Skinwalker Ranch, a gentleman named Brandon Fugel, who bought the ranch four years ago off of multi-billionaire Robert Bigelow, this is something that the phenomena is very, very strange and very weird on this property. This is a property in the Uinta Basin, which is outside, about an hour or so outside of Salt Lake City. It is in a, in, surrounded by mountains, surrounded by the Ute Indian uh, nation there. And they swear that these skinwalkers run around. So people will say, well, what's a skinwalker? A skinwalker is a First Nations medicine man who has gone rogue and who has basically gone to the devil in order to have eternal life they are said to shapeshift they can shapeshift into any type of creature they want they have been looking like dogman sasquatch butterflies you name it they can shapeshift they are said to be very fast very agile and if they want your soul or they want something from your human body they will take it it is a very very scary scary cryptid and legend from that area. And it would be the same or almost nearly the same as what the indigenous people up here, especially in the northern parts of Canada and out to Quebec, call the Wendigo. It's almost the identical type of creature. And this is uh, very eerie. But Skinwalker Ranch has been known for having a lot of strange activity, so much so that about 10, 15 years ago, it caught the attention of the United States government. And Robert Bigelow bought the property in order to try and enhance the learning of, of, in the scientific way of the paranormal phenomena. This is a place that has seen multiple cattle mutilations. It has seen uh, animals disappearing. 
It has seen weird animals or creatures come out of nowhere, maybe portals from Bigfoot to Dogman to these skinwalkers. It has had poltergeist activity, which scared the original owners off of the property to sell to Mr. Bigelow. It has UFO action. It has aliens. I mean, this is a dream spot if you're into this field like I am. Well, and it, the neat thing is, is it sort of crosses over a bunch of those worlds, right? I mean, the old world um, notion of the skinwalker, sort of the, the vengeful shaman guy that's gone to the dark side, if you will, um, is an understandable story. The other yes. parts about it, like the portal stuff, the energy stuff, the uh, UFO stuff, that stuff is not as easy to understand. And I'm I'm really curious which came first on that one, the chicken or the egg, because it seems like it's possible that something's been going on there for so long that, uh, you know, old folks didn't have any idea what it could be. So they leaned into some folklore to explain it. But at the same time, um, you know, there have been uh, all kinds of strange things that have actually happened. That's where the cow mutilation story really became popular, isn't it? One of the places, yes. And with Skinwalker Ranch, including one of their episodes, they actually show a video of a, uh, a cow that has been mutilated. You know, a lot of times with these cattle mutilations, they've happened in across Canada, namely in, a, in the Prairie Provinces. Uh, they have happened across the United States. And what is really interesting about these cattle mutilations that have gone on is the precision cutting that has taken place. These animals are usually found without tongues. Their reproductive organs have been removed. There is no blood and no traces of blood on the ground. Their eyes have been removed. Scavengers will not even go near these creatures to clean up the natural mess that a, an animal body leaves in the wild. There's no vultures, no coyotes, no foxes, nothing that will go near these, these mutilated animals. And we have tried for years to decipher this through normal scientific method. The problem is the cuts are so precise that it's no way a human could have done this. It is the strangest thing, Shane, because we don't know what is causing this phenomena, but we know it's happening. And it is scary to think that there is something that has laser precision that is mutilating these animals. Now, it's just not cows. We've seen it happen to horses. We've seen it happen to pigs. We've seen it happen to chickens. Okay. Any type of farm animal, it has happened to. And we don't know where it actually goes or what is actually causing this phenomena. Well, and not only that, um, in the, the blood story that there's no blood found and that the witnesses claim, according to these stories, that many of these would happen in the day. So that that's also quite terrifying, I think, for people, wouldn't it be? Well, if you look at the video from the Skinwalker Ranch episode, okay, when they zoom in on the camera where they're analyzing where the cow is, you actually see a UFO fly by. It's a little black dot in the sky that just is there one moment and gone the next. And, you know, a lot of skeptics will say, oh, that could be a bird at the distance or that could be a fighter plane or an airliner or something of that ilk or nature. But it really isn't. And that's 
That's the issue. All of this strange stuff that is happening there. I have talked to people who have worked there. I talked to a gentleman last night named Buddy Bolton, who is a top researched psychic and uh, consciousness uh, uh, student where he worked two years at Skinwalker Ranch. And his words were, I don't know what the heck is going on there. I've talked to a gentleman named John Alexander, who had a, a prestigious military career, including working in Washington, D.C. on non-lethal weaponry. And he worked for Robert Bigelow there. And the only thing that John will ever say to me, and I've interviewed him twice now, he will say, whatever you've heard in the media is happening there. I said, well, John, can you confirm what that means? He goes, exactly what I told you. They don't know. They don't know if it's paranormal. They don't know if it's extraterrestrial or a new term that's coming out with vengeance right now, what they call ultra-terrestrial. I don't really know what that means. I'm still learning what it means, but there is something very interdimensional, something that could involve dimensions and portals, and it is opening up a lot of new scientific discovery right in front of our eyes. The problem is, it is privately owned. They don't have to tell us everything that goes on at the ranch, and nor will they. Because in the end, as you know, everything that happens that is weird and strange, it goes to the military in the United States first. And that's the way they're going to keep it. Because if they can get an upper hand on, on uh, controlling the entire world when it comes to, to uh, military uh, inventions or technology, they're going to do it. The neatest thing that I think I've seen from the TV show is the notion that there's something buried underneath the ranch, um, you know, like a big ship or like a, a UFO crash there, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, and it's buried there and it's being protected. Um, you know, the episode where they were shooting rockets, those uh, little science experiment rockets in the sky. Yeah. And they have on video. I mean, they have it right there. Um, of these uh, little sort of light orbs that show up and bounce around and check things out, then disappear again. Um, to me, it, it I guess the biggest correlation I've ever made is sort of the stories of the Bermuda Triangle compared to the Skinwalker Ranch. When it comes to the paranormal, the I, the, the 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 notion that there's a portal or something there. Look, the fact is, we don't know all of Earth's secrets. Mother Earth hasn't talked to us to say what she actually knows. We don't know if there's portals. Scientists are starting to believe and start starting to lean in the direction that we are multidimensional, that there are different dimensions going on at the same time. We don't know what timeline they're on. I mean, one dimension may be 100 years ago. Another dimension may be where dinosaurs are still roaming the land. We really don't know. We don't know how many Shane Hewitts there are. We don't know how many Dave Scotts there are. You know, we don't know. What we do know is that the theory of it is starting to gain traction. The other interesting phenomena that is said to be there are these portals where they have seen uh, ships and I'll call them ships, and I mean uh, like alien craft just come out of nowhere, like a door opens in the middle of the sky, and all of a sudden there's a craft there, and boom, it zips off. I mean, there is so much phenomena happening on this place, they can't control it. The other thing that they can't control is the fact that they don't know when the phenomena is going to happen. They may go four, five, six months with absolutely nothing happening, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. And for the next 21 days, there is 
all of this phenomena happening. The one thing that I like about Skinwalker Ranch is they are trying to understand it under a controlled environment, okay, which is very difficult with the paranormal because you can never expect where things are going to happen. I know this firsthand. I used to run a ghost tour up here before COVID at the local museum where I live, okay, and we could never predict which ghosts were going to show up that night. We knew who the ghosts were. We knew how to try and communicate with them. We knew what they were like in previous, but if they all of a sudden they decided, no, I'm not showing up today. I have, I have no time for this, you know, go figure, you know, they wouldn't show up. They wouldn't perform. They wouldn't uh, be caught on camera or caught on voice boxes or, or any type of digital display that we had. So they are trying their best at Skinwalker Ranch to make this phenomena as scientifically studied as possible. The only way you can do that is if you have a controlled environment, which is why there's armed guards around Skinwalker. So people aren't going in there to try and, you know, wear a Bigfoot outfit or a Dogman outfit or a, or a Skinwalker outfit, because there's a lot of people who like to hoax information. But that said, because of the secrecy that's happening there in the conspiratorial world, there's a lot of people who believe that the phenomena that is happening there is complete malarkey. Mm-hmm. And they don't want anything to do with it because there's no real answers coming out of this alleged phenomena that's happening. Well, the one thing that always gets me and people ask me about, like, who is a scientist? What is a scientist? And I always say, well, if you want to answer the question of who is a scientist, you have to first answer the question, what is science? And science is systematic study. It just basically, there's more to it, but it fundamentally boils down to what you're talking about, which is systematic study of anything. And so it's it's a really interesting uh, storyline. Is it common? One of the things they assert in the Skinwalker Ranch show is the notion that the ranch responds differently to new people. Have you had that in different situations around the paranormal where, you know, the, the Joe blows who work there, who are there all the time, you know, the ghosties get used to them and they don't really react the same way. But when someone new comes around, it's exciting. Is this common in paranormal scenarios or is this just something from the show? No, absolutely. I would 100% agree with that. I had a uh, an experience at at our museum on a on a paranormal front where we had one ghost where she would literally we would put what they call K2 meters on the floor of the of the room that she was in and she would walk into the middle of those K2 meters, light them up, and she would allow people to come in and actually feel what she felt like. And what people were feeling was a temperature difference. So they would be standing two, three feet away and they would be, if it was a nice summer night, they would be warm. And all of a sudden they put their hand into this and it would be immediately cold. Like they, like they just put their hand into a freezer. Okay. So it all depends on how the paranormal reacts. And the thing is, what we don't know is why are they doing this? How is the phenomena doing this? What is causing them to choose whether or not they want to, you know, act in that way today, but not tomorrow. So when you have someone new with new energy and, and new types of study, that's where it really gets interesting. The one thing I did ask Brandon Fugel, the owner of Skinwalker Ranch, is why haven't you brought experiencers in there, people who claim you know, credibly that they have had extraterrestrial contact or contact with 
creatures like Sasquatch or are beacons for the paranormal. And they haven't done that yet because the scientists haven't figured out how the phenomena is caused. I said he did say, though, that it was a very interesting concept. They have had people there who have experienced it, but they've all been people who have ties to Skinwalker. They're not the everyday folk who claim to summon UFOs or claim that once a week they are being taken by alien greys. Those type of people, the everyday people, have not been invited there. And I'm trying to push through other people to get Brandy to understand that this may be a real opening in the scientific phenomena. But so far, they have it very tight. They have it very controlled, whether that's due to their own personal private business or whether that's due to potential contracts with the United States government. We don't know. Well, they bought that ranch for a lot of money, and they're clearly monetizing it for sure with the TV show. Uh, regardless, it's entertaining to watch, and it's certainly curious. And that part I love. Now, the the first season is, it's on history, by the way, and the first season is over. Um, maybe there'll be another season. We don't know. I look forward to it either way. Uh, Dave, thanks so much for uh, making time with us off our normal schedule. Um, I really appreciate it and um, and look forward to connecting at our normal time next week. Thank you so much, sir. Always a pleasure to talk to you and your audience. And thank you for everything you do to help promote Spaced Out Radio, Shane. This is the Shift Daily Podcast text from Lyle for Matt says, Matt, how long did you go to radio school before you started working at the website, working at the, with the radio station? That makes sense. That's me and my white house, white horse thing again. Uh, so hey, Matt, how long did you go to radio school before you started working at a radio station? Thanks, Lyle. There we go. Um, not too long. I, let's see, how, what did I do when I, once I got out of, out of the, the radio school bar, um, <laughs> with honors, by the way, um, yes, and a big tab. Big tab and uh, with honors. Um, it was about a pe- probably a period of six or seven months. Um, I, I did a little bit of time at uh, just doing a music show at the local um, university station here at uh, UBC uh, here in Vancouver, CITR. Um, and then, yeah, this job came up four years ago now. And I've been here. Uh, tr- I've been the captain of the night ever since. Cool. This is there my first was- gig. I was a radio school dropout. I was a radio school dropout. Uh, then I did. They let me finish my correspondence, like practicum style, and I did that. So I was Fort McMurray, Sudbury, Brockville, Calgary, St. Catharines, Calgary, Fort McMurray, Calgary, and then now national show. So there's my background too. It's been all over. Yeah, I thought I was sort of um, just go right to the top. That's it, right? I would just go, you know, just Howard Stern. Yeah, just go go straight to the top. Uh, nice. That's that. That's been my journey. Uh, Matt MacArthur not only is he an amazing uh, button pusher and holding down the technical fort, literally like <laughs> holding down the fort today. Uh, he's also a musician. He has a band, MacArthur Sound, on the tweeter, and uh, he likes to sing songs. And I think that he would like to sing a song for you today. Uh, and by you, I mean. Uh, Jason Manaus, so here we go. Oh, oh, here we go. In case you missed it on the radio, here's Jason Sunshine Sparkle Pants Manaus. Wow. That the was extended really good. remix. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, let's get into it. Um, so over the summer, uh, when there was no sports to watch, reality TV was bad, and you were running out of things to watch on Netflix, ESPN released The Last Dance, 
a documentary about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls' path to their last championship back in 1998. If you haven't seen it or ever heard of it, here is the intro. First of all, there's no backstabbing going on here. It's time for me to move on. This will be Phil's last year as the coach of the Bulls. Are the expectations way too high? Where do we go from here? The only question, how long can it last? So, uh, why are we playing this clip? Well, the team that produced that documentary is now working on a new project that will be a documentary about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hell anyway. yeah. 316. So iconic. Oh my goodness. You're very excited. Wow. Man. I was throwing up middle fingers, um, but uh, obviously the listeners can't see that, but I was throwing up the middle fingers. I don't have beer on me, so I can't do that right now, but Stone Cold Steve Austin documentary. I am hyped for that. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm right there with you. Um ho- hopefully there'd be like some future documentaries if they're not already out there on The Ultimate Warrior or The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh yeah. Ooh yeah. <laughs> or Macho Man Stone Randy Cold Savage. Steve Austin, man. Oh yes, oh, Randy Savage too. Oh man, I used to love wrestling before. Stone Cold Steve Austin was probably one of the greatest of all time. Uh, changed the generation. Uh, they don't do the stuff that he does in wrestling anymore. It's kind of, uh, it's really PG now. Um, but it's a throwback to that time. So, uh, that is a uh, very exciting. And it's the same team that did the last dance. So, uh, very exciting stuff. Um, so in case you thought, uh, Shane's, uh, Trump impersonation was good. Um, <laughs> here is stand up comedian JL Calvin with his rendition of U.S. President Donald Trump after losing Wisconsin. Take a listen. So we did lose Wisconsin. Okay, wow. that's okay. I can stop wearing this flannel. But uh, who would want to live in Wisconsin? It's so cold. You know, they're like the worst of all those shitty states in the cold part. I call, I call them Fat Canada. That's what I call Wisconsin. But uh, okay, so we lost. That's okay. That doesn't mean we lost. Uh, OAN is already pushing stories about how the Democrats are running a coup in Wisconsin. And Fox News is uh, legal people. They have legal scholars on the air talking about maybe Wisconsin is not technically a state. We're looking into whether they were properly brought into the union way back when. So we're looking into that. I think there's various ways that we can tear down the vote for Wisconsin because they're generally a stupid state. Okay, they... You know, they voted for me and I promised them things. I delivered nothing. And it was already, it was, it was still close. It was still close. All those people, they're so scared of the blacks in Milwaukee and the college kids in Madison that they just, they run with their guns and their wheels of cheese. And they say, protect us, sir. Please protect us from books and blacks. And I said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it with jobs. I didn't get them any jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. The right? things he says are bang on. I don't know. <laughs> I call it Fat Canada. <laughs> oh man! See, when I said Canada earlier, there was going to be a Canada reference of what Americans think of Canada. Well, uh, that was the Trump impersonation right there. Yep. Um, 
Wisconsin. <laughs> Milwaukee. We call them Fat Canada. See, it's pretty good. I like what he says, though. He says good things. Yeah. All right. So um, we're, I'm going to do a new thing today. Um, so we're going to move away from sort of in case you missed it. This, this is a part of in case you missed it, but it is a new thing. It's called Jason's Funny Tweets of the Day. Um, and the first one. So following up from our green needle test last week. So in case you missed it um, last from last time. Um, so we'd play a clip and uh, we'd say what the word is. And if you heard it uh, and if you heard that word, then we'd sort of get your reply. OK, so what did you hear? This is a funny one because this is actually uh, plays a lot to the U.S. election. So uh, this was trending all over TikTok and Twitter today. Uh, with the U.S. election currently going on, someone played uh, T.I.'s Whatever You Like. So if you like, you can have whatever you like, that song. And uh, heard something different. And uh, we heard something different from the uh, original lyric. So we'll, uh, we'll play it twice here. So the first, so the original lyric for this song is Yo Body. So let's get, let's get that clip now. Won't you give me your body? I need your body. Yeah, so that's the first one. I want your body. Now. I need your body. <laughs> you know, I love need your, your body. body unless you're just fat Canada. <laughs> um, so uh, that was the original lyric, yo body. So now See if you can hear this, Joe Biden. So let's get the clip again one more time. Oh, funny. Well done. Won't you get it, my dear? Five million dollar home drop fitness, I swear. Yeah, I want your body. Need your body. Very nice. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I heard it. Did very you nice. hear that? Oh, man. I heard it. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. That's very smart. Oh. I'm curious to hear what the listeners uh, heard the first time. Well, we, we said it, but I mean, like, uh, if they could hear both of those um both of those lyrics um or both of those are renditions um all i remember about is there any text coming in uh, well i uh, while we wait for that all, all i remember about the like the green needle um the, the test was the uh, was the attractive lady in the video yeah matt, oh, matt was like right. overwhelmed it, by the the video of the lady <laughs> in the in the red dress it, it, it sort of i think it's um it influenced kind of my decisions i kind of felt th kind of thrown off a little bit yeah that got mad he was like all stumbling Distracted. all over the place i was like matt are you there he's like watching the video <laughs> i was just, i was not on my a game that night she said something uh, i didn't yeah. i didn't think she said anything <laughs> she's in a jeep what <laughs> yeah that's good uh definitely heard both uh says nick oh cool so hurting both. Yeah, when I saw it the first time, I was I was so Need shocked. Your body. Um, um, our, but our, so while waiting for uh, text, that song came out yeah, like twelve years ago. Song. Right? Yeah, that's. I was in elementary school when that song came out. Oh man, that's gosh, crazy. man, that makes me feel old. I was DJing <laughs> at bars. I had already been DJing at bars for like fifteen years. <laughs> oh, being old sucks. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Oh, oh trucker Dan. Uh, but uh, sorry, trucker Dan heard ahead. Veloster. <laughs> I want I Voloster. Need Voloster. <laughs> need Voloster. Good. All right, but the last uh, Jason funny tweets of the day. Uh, with the votes in the U.S. election taking longer to count in some states, actress Liz Jenkins tweeted. So there's a caption. There's a caption before I play this clip. There's a caption. The Vada counting ballots be like. And here's a clip.
So they're definitely taking a while. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Good old Brian McKnight. That's good. Smooth, smooth mofo. Oh, um, someone heard Joe Biden the first time. James in Edmonton. Yeah. For your Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Biden. I have to work on. Biden, Catherine wants me to work on my uh, Trump impression and breathing at the same time. Unless it's fad Wisconsin. Oh, there it is. That's what I call them. <laughs> it's hard. It's not enough too much here. Well, if, <laughs> Shane, if, if this radio thing doesn't work out, maybe you can have a side gig as a, as, as a Trump impersonator. Yeah, you know what will happen? This is my luck, right? Is That's what will happen, is the radio thing won't work out, and then he'll get kicked out of office, and he'll be like, there's no point now. <laughs> won't, be, won't be hired for birthday parties or uh, bar mitzvahs. Oh, spells. God. Maybe he will go... Thanks for listening to the podcast. Tune into the show online or on the radio. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs> 